Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I am just so excited. I am so excited because the sun will come out tomorrow. So you got to hang on till tomorrow. Come what may, tomorrow! Tomorrow! I love you tomorrow. You're you're always a day away. Thank you. I'll be here all night. I'm just excited to get some sunshine this weekend. We'll have sunny days on Saturday and Sunday. I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I'm just, I'm worn out from the rain, man. Those of us who have uh, grown to love living in Florida, I wasn't born here, but man, I love the weather here in Florida and I just have not loved this week. I lived in Seattle for a while and I got my fill of daily rain in Seattle and I'm just pleased that we're finally going to get some some non uh, non-rain in the day ahead this weekend. So I'm excited about that. Tomorrow morning is the SpaceX Starship launch. It was supposed to be this morning. They pushed it back to tomorrow morning. It's going to be 8 a.m. Eastern time, even though they're launching out of Boca Chica, California. I keep saying, I, I went back and listened to last night's show, and I realized last night I said Boca Chica, California. And I don't know why, maybe just the alliteration of it. I like the rhythm of Boca Chica, California. It's Boca- it sounds like a California name, right? It does yeah. sound like a place in California, right. And there might, maybe there is a Boca Chica, California, but anyway, it's Boca Chica, Texas, uh, which is down near South Padre. It's down in far South Texas. And, uh, and, and they're launching the Starship out there. And, and, and if you don't recall, you might be asking, why are they launching it in South Texas rather than launching it here off the Space Coast? Um, eventually the plan is to launch them here, launch the Starship off the Space Coast. But uh, because they're in the beginning stages of this rocket, this is only going to be the second launch attempt. Uh, the first one, they had to blow it up, uh, you know, a minute or so into flight because there was a fuel leak and and then a whole bunch of the Raptor engines weren't working. So they had to detonate it uh, in flight. And then it all the whole thing, kit and caboodle, sank to the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. So this will be the second one. And uh, they don't like having big rockets blowing up out at the Kennedy Space Center. They don't like that. They, they've got a lot of real estate uh, uh, out there. They've got a lot of different launch pads out at the Kennedy Space Center, out at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station, and they don't like to blow up rockets out there. So they like to test the rockets somewhere else, like, oh, I don't know, Boca Chica, Texas, <laughs> because Boca Chica, Texas is pretty much out in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And and let them let them launch them out there until they perfect the rockets, and, and then they can come out here and launch them on the space coast. And I'll be excited about that. It is it is the world's largest rocket, and I'm I'm pretty fired up about it. Uh, typically on a Saturday morning, I do my best to sleep in, but I don't know. I think tomorrow morning it'll be worth waking up early for to to be able to see that rocket launch at 8 a.m. Eastern tomorrow, if in fact it happens. Now today we did have a, a development here in the last hour or so. As the new Speaker of the House, anybody know his name? Anyone? Just a pop quiz. Anybody know the Speaker of the House? Lessons in, in civil civics. What's the Speaker's name? Do you know it? Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson is right. That's right. And you would be forgiven for not knowing the Speaker's name. After all, we went uh, for a period there where it was kind of confusing. Uh, but the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, had promised that he was going to release all 44,000 hours of video footage from the January 6th committee. 
So this would be surveillance video that was shot inside the Capitol, in addition to all of the subpoenaed cell phone videos that they used, uh, that the Democrats used for their investigation. Uh, this is going to be any GoPro videos that were used, uh, any, uh, you know, television news crew videos that they subpoenaed, any kind of video, 44,000 hours of video footage. The Speaker of the House promised he was going to release it, and this afternoon he made good on his promise. Now, I, I would like to point out the phenomenon of releasing something late on a Friday. <laughs> If y'all remember Jamie Dupree, Jamie Dupree used to call that uh, throwing it out with the trash. Uh, and and I'm not I'm not accusing necessarily Mike Johnson of doing that, but typically if you want something to go under the radar, uh, you release it the you know Friday after business hours. Uh, then you get into the weekend media cycle, and it's not the same as the weekday media cycle. And and it doesn't get quite the same coverage as it would. I don't know about you, and, and as as interested as I am in seeing the forty four thousand hours of footage from the January sixth uh, civil unrest at the at the United States Capitol, who's got forty four thousand hours to spend on that? I uh, so I'm going to wait for the sizzle reel to come out. I'm going to let someone else. Spend forty four thousand hours of their life. Yeah, he kept looking at me when he was saying that. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Greg. So someone else has to spend forty four thousand hours. I mean, how many days is that? Hang on, I don't. I don't know if I got a microphone near it. Hey, Google, how many days is forty four thousand hours? Forty four thousand hours is equivalent to one thousand eight hundred thirty three point three 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 days. So I was moving the microphone. What did she say? 1,000 some odd days. <laughs> yeah. Now, unless they put it into a, like a Netflix series for me to binge, I don't have that kind of time. Right. Yeah. 44,000 hours. So that's like three years. Three years then of watching that. I don't have three years to kill. Yeah. Who, who am I kidding? I probably do. I probably do have three years to kill. Um, so, so I'm hoping that someone somewhere in some, you know, fully staffed newsroom somewhere, uh, assigns everybody, you know, a year of their time each, and so they can break it all down and goes through the forty four thousand hours. Because I will tell you, that I've seen a couple of videos, just a couple of short little videos that certainly raise suspicions about the federal government's involvement. And and man, I hate even bringing that up. I uh, I uh, I am not into conspiracy theories. I I run from conspiracy theories. I believe that conspiracy theories generally are not true because of humans' inability to keep secrets. We just, we as humans don't keep secrets very well. We're very bad at that. And if uh, if somehow uh, the Bush administration was involved in p- planting explosives in the World Trade Center to bring it down on 9-11, I, I think at this point somebody would have talked. If the government was involved in the assassination of JFK, I think somebody on their deathbed would have talked. And I don't, I, so I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, I, I, my, my natural, I, what I should say is my natural inclination is to not believe in conspiracy theories. That is my default position. Uh, but there is a conspiracy theory that 
the federal government orchestrated the unrest on on January 6th. And they had so-called ghost buses. Uh, and there was testimony this week that led that lended credence to that as uh, a witness uh, was asked about whether or not ghost buses uh, were brought in on January 6th. And a Democrat member of the committee cut off the witness and wouldn't let him answer the question about ghost buses that were filled full of federal agents in street clothes or MAGA clothes to make it to, 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 to so that they could fit in, blend in. But they were the real rebel rousers. They were the ones that were causing the problems. And I saw a video of people inside the Capitol handing weapons, if you will, to the protesters on the outside. And by weapons, I mean broomsticks, two-by-fours, uh, you know, other types of sticks and stuff like that. I, I've seen the video. Now, you've got to take everything with a grain of salt because just because it's on video doesn't necessarily mean that it's real. Uh, with, with today's deep fakes, with today's AI ability, with great editing technology, uh, there's all kinds of ways to fake videos. So again, my natural inclination, if I see something that, that in my mind defies logic, I am, I am disinclined to believe it. If it doesn't seem like something that could have happened, I am disinclined to believe that it actually happened. But, um, you know, looking through 44,000 hours of video footage, uh, we, we may find a different story there altogether. Uh, we do know that during the January 6th commission, the committee of the Democrat led and, and, and well, Democrats and Liz Cheney, who is, was basically a, a Democrat. I mean, she, her hatred of Donald Trump, uh, was so searing and so profound that it overrode her party loyalty and and she just became a a zealot, uh, an anti-Trump zealot with Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, and we know quite clearly that that committee handpicked which videos that they wanted to release publicly and they kept all the rest of them secret. So they only released videos that helped with the Democrat narrative against Donald Trump. So I would like to see the videos that defy that. I would like to see the videos that that the Democrats didn't want you to see. Those are the ones I'm most interested in seeing. You can join the discussion at 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. If you, by the way, if you want to see 44,000 hours of video footage. We have posted them online. Took up a whole lot of server space. <laughs> the app's running a little slow today. 44,000 hours. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Google, how many years is 44,000 hours? 44,000 hours is equal to 5.023 years. Oh, my gosh. We were way off. And by, by we, I mean I was way off. Five years. So it would take one person five years nonstop. No bathroom breaks, no food breaks, no vacations. No, I mean, on YouTube, you can do the two times speed back. Today, so we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> two and a half years, two and a half years of your life, you would have to spend going through that video. Oh, my 
gosh, that is a lot of video. I mean, do you even think for a minute... Even even the Democrats who were out to, to hang this around Donald Trump's neck, there is no way that they saw all 44,000 hours. Now, I can only imagine that their staffers hate them. Yeah, for, for, for the parts that they did for make them whichever they were able to find, right. I mean, that, that if they took every Democrat House member's staff and every member on the staff... You know, we would be talking about probably five, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred people, uh, and and if they all had a t- you know a stack of discs and said, okay, watch all these videos, I I there's just I there's no way that they could have seen all the videos, and again, the ones that we did see were were cherry picked. They were hand picked to tell a narrative that they wanted to tell, that they wanted the American people to believe in. See, that kind of a conspiracy theory I do believe. And I do believe that the Democrats, and it's not, it's not a conspiracy theory, though, really. I mean, the Democrats clearly had a narrative they wanted to tell about Donald Trump at about January 6th. And so they showed us videos. They only showed, and they, you know, they had a couple of prime time, you know, we've got to do this in prime time. We've got to convince the American people. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's nauseating. It's repugnant. And frankly, it's anti-American for the Democrat Party to to put their party over a president, to put their party over a nation, to put their party over the American people, to spin a narrative. The Democrat Party and, and Liz Cheney to spin a narrative out of whole cloth. Clearly, something happened on January 6th, and I don't deny that. Clearly, Donald Trump could have stopped it sooner, and and I don't deny that. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, his hands are not clean on this, but they're not as dirty as the the Democrats would have you believe about January 6th. Honestly, this is not how I was going to start the show today. I have other things to talk about, uh, but I just wanted to... To tell you that if you wanted to watch all 44,000 hours, we do have it available free online right now. Just look for this story. It's at the uh, top of the web page right now. Just open up your phone, uh, open up the app, WDBO app, or just go to WDBO.com on your uh, mobile app, your your mobile Chrome, or whatever it is you use to access the web. And just go to WDBO.com and you'll be able to see the, uh, the 44,000 hours of video, most of which the Democrats did not want you to see. Coming up next on The Joe Kelly Show, all the headlines, all the stories that you missed while you're at work today. That's next. Stay with us. Now, now the three big things you need to know. Three. TSA experiences staffing shortages causing travel delays ahead of the busy holiday travel season. Two. President Joe Biden closes out the historic APEC summit in San Francisco with the transfer of the 2024 summit chair to the president of Peru this afternoon. One. Cleanup efforts get underway in the towns and villages in southern Israel ambushed during the October 7th Hamas attacks. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. So glad you're joining us here on this Friday as the skies finally clear up a little bit. And uh, it'll be so nice by tomorrow this time. Well, I guess not this time. By tomorrow uh, during the daytime, uh, it'll be sunny. And we're very, very excited about seeing a little bit of sunshine finally tomorrow. For those of us who can't remember what the sun looks like. From your office to ours. 
We're breaking down today's big stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. All right, earlier today, this was the earliest story. Uh, Congressman George Santos faces now a motion to expel him from Congress after a scathing ethics report. A vote could come right after Thanksgiving. Uh, Fox News reported five hours ago, breaking news at the time, Cool in the Gang drummer George Brown is dead at the age of 74. Two hours ago, Israeli News reported that Israeli police investigation revised the death toll at the Nova Music Festival committed by Hamas to be at least 350 people. Uh, we also uh, got news from the New York Times that the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow is going to be out for the rest of the season with a wrist injury. Uh, that poor guy, um, incredibly talented quarterback, good looking guy, but he looks like he's 12 years old. That and he can't seem to catch a break. He gets injured almost every year. It seems like that's a shame. And did were you watching last night? Because it was on Thursday night games are on Amazon Prime. Correct. Yep. And did you see the when the drone flew into the stadium and they had to they had to pause the game for a moment? You know, I tuned in and they were talking about like let's get the game restarted. I had no yeah. idea what was going on. Now now I hear about the drone this morning. As a certified drone pilot myself, I am keenly aware of the restrictions and rules when it comes to flying a drone, where you can fly it, when you can fly it. And I will tell you that uh, uh, the technology now exists that the local police officials and the Federal Aviation Administration uh, most certainly have already identified the drone pilot. They've probably already found him. He is probably already under arrest. And he uh, may very well be looking at time in jail for flying a drone somewhere that he wasn't supposed to be flying it at a time in which uh, it wasn't supposed to be flown. And this is all correct. Uh, it was uh, about... It's, so there is a regulation that you can't fly within an hour before or after a game at an arena that has 30,000 people or more in it. Yep. And yep, there he was. And so I heard it might be like a $30,000 fine. Oh, yeah. Well. FAA is not messing around. They And, and I've, I, I read... The trades, the drone trade magazines, uh, and and they are already fining people astronomical amounts. I mean, it'll it'll put put the fear of God in you if you're a drone pilot like I am. Of like, you don't want to get caught uh, flying a drone, and, and forget about getting caught. You will get caught. You just can't fly a drone illegally. Um, we also got the news from ABC News. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter has entered hospice care at home. She was already in hospice care in a, in a group home. She has now gone home for hospice care, which generally is what happens uh, when someone is, is reaching the twilight of their life. I will tell you that, I, and I think we can all agree about this, that Jimmy Carter's pregnant uh, pregnancy. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy Carter's presidency was a disaster but jimmy carter has been a tremendous ex and elder statesman he has been a wonderful ex-president uh, unlike some recent former presidents we have had i'm looking at you bill clinton i'm looking at you barack obama uh, but jimmy carter has been a, just a tremendous ex-president and a good christian and I know that there is a, a special place in heaven for both uh, Jimmy and Rosalind Carter when they uh, ultimately do pass, as we all will. I'm Joe Kelly. We'll continue. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. 
Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. All right, 44,000 hours of video has now been released. And so we're talking about five years of your time. If you want to watch all 44,000 hours of that. So we've got that on the table. Uh, Jimmy Carter's uh, wife, uh, Rosalind Carter, has now been moved to home hospice, which uh, typically is is the, the step that comes right before they pass. I don't know about you, but I I would not be surprised. I think we all probably feel the same way about this. I wouldn't be surprised if if whichever Carter goes first, the other Carter goes quickly afterwards. Um, you know, we we hear about that so often, and both of them really seem to be in the kind of the same state of of physical health and and age. And uh, you know, they both entered hospice at the same time, and she's going home for uh, for for well for her final days in hospice care. Uh, and Jimmy Carter is still in a hospice facility, uh, but I would imagine he'll probably head home. And she, I mean. When you've been together that long, you you feel a part of you is missing, you know. When one of when one of them uh, goes home, so uh, our thoughts and prayers, no doubt, to uh, Jimmy and Rosalind Carter tonight. Hey, Joe, there there actually is a um, video somewhere of the Capitol uh, Police Chief uh, under sworn uh, testimony saying that it was known there were paid bad actors in the crowd. It's not a stretch or conspiracy theory to come to that conclusion because typically Trump supporters haven't been violent in the past or destroyed property. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. You're absolutely right about that. And and clearly, anytime you get a crowd together of you know thousands of people, you'll have ne'er-do-wells who show up just to stir the pudding, if you will, that just to cause uh, additional problems. You're absolutely right. Joe, Donald Trump offered the National Guard to protect the Capitol, but it, but it has to be approved by Nancy Pelosi and her and the mayor of D.C. refused to use the National Guard. That's pretty suspicious. Yeah, that is also true. Hey, Joe, I agree a couple things on Jimmy Carter. Yeah, his presidency was a disaster, and he's been a pretty good guy with respect to... Uh, you know, the home, the homeless people and things that he's done building homes, Habitat for Humanity. However, please keep in mind that he also was out there publicly saying that Trump colluded with Russia and that Russia helped him steal the election back in 2016. So, yeah, he did. He did do that as well. You're right about that. You guys are all right. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I don't see what Trump did that spurred on this January 6th. Um, enlighten me. And if his hands are dirty, Pelosi's must be caked in mud because she's the one that denied the National Guard requested. Yeah, well, Trump is the one who who held the rally. I mean, it was Trump's rally. It was Trump's direction uh, under which everybody went to the Capitol. I mean, Trump said, go to the Capitol peacefully, he said. Uh, but he, but, but he uh, was the reason why they were all there. He is the one who directed everybody to go to the Capitol. He is also the one who waited and waited and waited before finally uh, releasing a video telling everybody to go home. Uh, he could have he could have certainly stepped up a lot sooner and told everybody to go home. So to that end, I, I think that Donald Trump uh, has, has his hands are dirty in this as well. Uh, you know, everybody has a, a bit of culpability when there are lawsuits 
and and someone is is sued, you know, they find out percentage of culpability. And uh, I I don't know to what extent Donald Trump is culpable, is is responsible for this, uh, but he is at least partially responsible. It was his crowd, after all, uh, that went out there, and uh, uh, the, the the whole thing started at, at his direction. Hey, Joe. As far as conspiracy theories and the truth, I know the resurrection is real because Watergate proved it to me. Twelve men for 40 years went to their deaths proclaiming the truth and never varied. While in Watergate, only a handful of his closest friends couldn't keep a secret for two weeks. Yeah. Yep, you're right about that. Yeah. Absolutely right. Right. People squealed on on Watergate and people were cutting deals kind of like with the 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 Trump thing in Fulton County, Georgia right now. I mean, people are squealing. Uh, People are people are talking. They're they're cutting their own deals and trying to get, you know, trying to get the best deals possible. And I I, I just uh, I I it is for that reason that I am generally disinclined. My default position is to not believe in conspiracy theories. Chris Christie uh, has predicted that Donald Trump will be a felon by the spring, by the way. Uh, Chris Christie, who I believe is in the presidential race for one reason and one reason only, and that is to bulldog Donald Trump. He is there to uh, to be the one guy that that falls on the arrows, if you will, for Donald Trump uh, to to attack Donald Trump, not not in support of Donald Trump. Uh, he really is the pit bull attack dog that's in this race trying to uh, chisel away at uh, Donald Trump's chances. And he said uh, he was uh, in a discussion. Um, this was, this actually goes back to part of the debate, and Jake Tapper on CNN asked him about it yesterday. Uh, in a discussion about Trump's two top GOP rivals, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, Christie had recalled a question that was posed by moderators in the first debate. He said, remember, both of them raised their hand on stage in the first debate and said that they would support Trump even if he's a convicted felon. Christie went on to say George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin are rolling in their graves. If they knew that anybody would have the audacity, he said, as a felon, which Donald Trump will be come this spring to run for president and that other people running for office would be willing to support someone like that, they would have added, quote, you can't be a convicted felon to the age 35 and natural born American citizen as a requirement for presidency. That's uh, from Chris Christie. Um, Curious. Just, you know, put Donald Trump aside here. Uh, but moving forward after Donald Trump, do you think that that's something that should the, should the Constitution be amended to add you can't be a convicted felon um, moving forward? I'll just assume you don't think that's the case with Donald Trump. Uh, but do you think for future presidents, do you think that uh, that being a convicted felon should rule somebody out. We've seen the polling data on this uh, from Trump supporters that even if he is a convicted felon, uh, Trump supporters are are still very inclined to continue to vote for Donald Trump. This as out of New Hampshire now, uh, Trump is up twenty eight on on twenty eight points on the rest of the crowd. I mean, it is insane how well Trump is doing uh, in New Hampshire. And then Ron DeSantis, oh bless his heart. Bless his five foot nine heart. Ron DeSantis is still out there wearing his high heel high heel shoes. 
<clears throat> and uh, still denying that they're high heel shoes. Uh, but Ron DeSantis has fallen to fifth place in New Hampshire polling. And, you know, I, I still to this day, I, I will be inclined. Uh, it's still we still have several months away from our primary. But I, I'm going to my my since the beginning, my vote is going to be for Ron DeSantis in the primary, though at this point it's a it's a throwaway vote. Uh, but, you know, I don't vote for someone just because I think they can win. I vote for somebody that I believe in. If you vote for someone only because you think that they can win, I mean, what kind of what kind of ideology is that? Uh, that that is, you know, the bandwagonism. I mean, just, get, you know, you want to get on the bandwagon of a winner. Uh, I, I don't vote that way. I vote for someone that I believe in, uh, whether or not I believe that they can win at this point. I don't think Don, uh, Ron DeSantis has any chance of winning the GOP nomination. I don't think anybody besides Donald Trump has any chance of winning the GOP nomination. But, oh, what a long way uh, Ron DeSantis has fallen. I mean, here, here's a guy who got into the race as a, as a favored candidate, got into the race with all of the big GOP donors behind him, and he has done nothing but fall further and further and further behind in these uh in in the polling and now he's he's uh, all the way in fifth place behind vivek ramaswamy for pete's sake in new hampshire so donald trump has 46 percent, followed by nikki haley chris christie vivek ramaswamy and ron DeSantis. ron DeSantis has seven percent other has six percent ron DeSantis is only polling one percent higher than other who the hell even is other at this point? Ron DeSantis has seven point other has six percent. Oh my goodness gracious. 844-580 WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Hey, Joe. It's funny that Chris Christie would say that, attributing the reason they didn't put that in the Constitution, that you couldn't be a convicted felon. Did he ever think of the fact was that all the individuals, founding fathers of this country that he mentioned, were in fact most likely convicted criminals under the British crown? And if they had been caught, they would have been executed under the laws of the United Kingdom under which they lived at the time. 844-580-WDBO. You can hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. Let's go to the WG Winter Garden and Hans. Hello, Hans. You're on with Joe Kelly. How are you? Hey, Joe. Hey, um, what do you think of Tulsi Gabbard running as President Trump's running mate? What do you think of that? One? Do they have a relationship together? Do, I mean, uh, I mean, do they know? Do they know one another? Do they do they have a working relationship? To your knowledge, I have no idea. But I thought that would be a good ticket. I I really like Tulsi Gabbard, even though you know, I mean, she was a, a Democrat. She's not anything at at the moment. I mean, she's not in the House anymore. 
Um, I, but I really like her. I think she is a level-headed person. She's kind of a Joe Manchin-like. Uh, she's a she's Democrat light, uh, or she's Democrat common sense. She's she's like a Democrat, you know, from the 1960s. Uh, the Democratic Party has moved so far to the left. Uh, that I, I think a lot of Democrats today would say that the the party has left them more than they have left the party. What do you think about uh, Tulsi Gabbard joining Donald Trump on a ticket? Well, I I, I think uh, you know they could get he, he, Donald Trump could get votes from both sides. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and whoever it is, and and everybody gets mad at me when I say this, but but there is a long trail of bodies uh, bo- that that Donald Trump has influenced uh, that that have have laid waste uh, because of their relationship with Donald Trump. Whether it's right or wrong, whether it's fair or not fair, uh, I mean, people like Mike Pence and uh, uh, Michael Cohen and. Uh, his former chief of staff, uh, Michael Flynn, are they all named Michael? I mean, there are so many people who had relationships with Donald Trump in office. And again, I don't mean romantic or physical relationships. I just mean, uh, you know, they worked with Donald Trump and, and now their, their careers have been destroyed. And I, I think a lot of people would be hesitant to join Donald Trump on a ticket. Obviously, he'll be able to find someone. I mean, there, there's always going to be someone uh, who who will be happy to stand beside Donald Trump. But I think a lot of people uh, are afraid for their own their own brand, their own careers that Donald Trump could take them down. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. It certainly will. Hans, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for checking in. All right. Coming up in the next hour. Um, it's it's Friday night. We typically do our Friday night fun and games, but everybody's off tonight. Well, we don't have any contestants to play, so we're going to skip our, our movie trivia, which is a shame because I actually I did all the prep for it. I've got all the movie clips, uh, but I do have some interesting stuff that I want to share with you guys, including a Georgia high school football coach has been fired following outrage after he baptized a number of his players. The coach baptized him after a football practice. And now the coach has been fired. We'll have the details and get your take on it coming up. Stay with us. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. Well, there's several crashes on the 408 to deal with. 408 heading eastbound past I-4. There's a crash and another one at Mills blocking three left lanes. Things obviously very heavy from I-4. And the 408 westbound, another crash at Conway Road. That's got the right lane blocked there. From the WDBO Triple Team Traffic Center, in for Paul Cross, I'm Beverly Bentley-Steele. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than me sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Yeah, we just pulled up the camera and it is 429 southbound at New Independence Parkway. It is completely shut down right now. There does appear to be an ambulance on the scene there, but there is no traffic getting through at all southbound 429 so just be mindful of that uh if you're in our wdbo chat group on the wdbo facebook page you're looking at that video right now and it is a festival of brake lights oh look at all the beautiful colors 
Nope, it's just one color. It's red. All the brake lights, there's a car turned around facing the wrong way. Clearly, that's a crash. And so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Beverly Bentley still has her finger on the pulse of what's happening out there uh, this afternoon, this evening. And we'll keep you updated uh, coming up. Uh, all right, we're going to, um, uh, this is Friday night. And typically on Friday nights, we have our Friday night fun and games. We're not going to do it tonight only because uh, there's nobody here. All of our all of our staff is off tonight for the most part. And uh, so it's just Greg and me. And that would be me quizzing Greg. And honestly, that's no fun. There's just no, no, there's no fun in that whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And I was going to say we'll do it next week, but we're all off next Friday. So in two weeks, we'll bring back our Friday night fun and games. I want to go to Claremont where Linda is joining us. Uh, before we move on to our next topic, I wanted to circle back with you as we were talking about uh, how, how a felon can run for president. And we've had a couple of open mics about that. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, my point is simple. Uh, sometimes people are wrongly convicted. Sure. And that would be a, it's a perfect way to elip- knock someone out of a presidential race. Oh, quite. Or any other. Race. Right. Quite clearly, these investigations in, into Donald Trump are politically motivated. And honestly, had they just left him alone, had they had they just left him alone i don't think he would be doing as well as he is doing right now uh in mm-hmm. in the polls uh, but if but but they have with each time they've targeted him with each time they've gone after donald trump they have empowered him and they have empowered his his supporters and and now he's virtually invincible yep yeah, so they've got they've got themselves to blame uh, for going after Donald Trump, th- and and they're still and they're still doing it. And look, I go back to what and and uh, Donald Trump was on point when and I, and when he first said this, I thought, oh, this is ludicrous, but he was on point. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters. Okay, it's like incredible. I mean, his <laughs> his supporters are that that loyal, that passionate, and and if he went out and shot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, I, I'm sure uh, that there would be people who would say, oh. Oh, the Democrats put him up to it, and and I, I'm and I'm not mocking Donald Trump by that. I'm not because I I firmly believe that Donald Trump is being unfairly uh, politically targeted with these prosecutions that he is facing. So um, you know, especially when he's doing basically the same stuff that uh, Joe Biden has done, that Barack Obama has done. Uh, you know, when it comes to the documents case, I mean, there's there's um, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Linda. Thank you so much. Have a good have a good night. Have a good Friday. I'm glad you called. I appreciate you listening. Uh, you can join the uh, topics at 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app. All right. Out of Georgia, Georgia, a high school football coach has been fired from his coaching job uh, following his involvement baptizing 20 of his players on his team. The boys, I, I've seen video of this. They posted it online. The boys were dunked in a large trough. You know those, we were talking about this earlier today. You know when you do an ice bath? That's basically what they were in was one of these ice bath troughs. Uh, but it wasn't ice water. It was it was just water. And the coach, Isaac Farrell, was joined by a pastor. Uh, Gary Few is the pastor. And these boys were dunked in the trough and were baptized in in a religious event that was organized by the coach, Isaac Farrell. He posted it online October 24th. 
And it read, yesterday after practice, Coach Farrell gave the guys the opportunity to be baptized by Pastor Few. Twenty young men made the decision to go hashtag all in with Christ, show them some support. As you might imagine, the event sparked some criticism. The local group, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, labeled it as unconstitutional. In a statement, the Freedom From Religion Foundation said, student athletes are especially susceptible to coercion since they know that their coaches control their playing time and positions, directly affecting students' opportunities for college scholarships and recruitment. So Farrell, the coach, Isaac Farrell, Coach Farrell, has been fired from his position as coach But these schools, districts, or the school superintendent says that his firing hasn't anything to do with the baptism. That that seems hard to believe. Maybe you just don't want to say that, but it seems that that's going to be a hard pill to swallow, that it has nothing to do with the baptism. And and Farrell, by the way, has been fired as the head coach, but he remains employed by the district as a teacher. Uh, Coaches were always the worst teachers. Always the worst. I always hated it. It was either a hate-love thing because you'd love to get a coach because you knew the class was going to be easy or you hated it because you knew you weren't going to learn anything or get anything out of the class because it was going to be a coach. I'm sure there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah, as someone that was an athlete in high school, they were the worst because then your coach got to see everything that you did all day. Yeah, I I could see where that would be a problem. Now, this may come as a surprise to you, but I think I'm going to take an opinion on this that might differ from what you would think I would say and might differ from what you think. I I think the coach was absolutely in the wrong for baptizing these kids. Now, this I, I, I say that as someone who was baptized as an infant into the Catholic Church and someone who was born again and baptized five years ago here in Orlando, actually in Winter Garden at Mosaic Church, as I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. I was baptized just over five years ago. But I do not think it is, appro- it is appropriate. And the coach certainly should not be surprised that he has had pushback on this. I think baptism is something that is, that is wonderful. I, I, I think it is something that comes after great contemplation and prayer and study and it's it's a major part of someone's life but i i saw the video these kids were still in their they were still wearing their pads from football practice they still had their pads on when they were dunked in this tank this is something that families should be involved in this is something that that shouldn't be a, a high school coach. At the end of the day, a high school coach is a government employee, a government agent. A government agent has no business being involved in the baptism of kids. Un, uh, the, the, the only caveat, the only exception I would say is if a, if a young man or young woman uh, on his or own accord, his or own, his or her own willingness. These are all boys, so let me just speak in the in the masculine pronouns here. But if a young man wants to be baptized 
and wants to invite his coach to his baptism at his church, that's fine. But a school coach, a government agent, has no business baptizing kids. And I realize that he involved a pastor, but it was the coach who organized it. And that is, to me, grossly inappropriate. 844-580-WDBO. Let me know what you think. 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. I remember when I was, when, when our oldest son, Joey, Joseph Jr., he was our adopted son. Joey came home from school one day, and this was when I was, uh, I, I, this was before I was born again. This was before I was baptized as an adult. And I, would, I, I was what I would have considered a cultural Christian in that I believed in God. I was pretty sure there was a Jesus, but I, I wasn't at the point at which I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Hang on, put a pin in that. The 429 just opened. So the uh, all lanes are now open on the 429. They seem to have the crash out of the way. So if you're stuck in traffic right now on the 429, uh, give it a few minutes and it will let up. Okay, so let me go back to when my son Joey came home from school one day. And he said, Dad, we have to, I have to give up something for a month. And I said, pardon me? He said, yeah, I've, I, I've got to give up something for a month for Lent. And I said, pardon me? Now, keep in mind, I was raised in the Catholic Church. So I knew what Lent meant, and I knew what it meant to give up something for Lent. <laughs> I don't mean to be rhyming so much. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I said, where did you get that? He said, the lunch lady at school told me I had to do it. Well, I was apoplectic. I was pissed. How dare a lunch lady at school, again, a government agent, tell my child that they have to give up something for Lent. You don't know what religion we are. You don't know what we do or do not practice. You have no business being involved in my child's religious upbringing. Oh, I was, I was, I was very hot under the collar about that. And I had a long talk with my son about that. And I said, look, this this woman believes in something that, that we don't practice. And for you to give something up would have no meaning whatsoever because it is not a religion that we practice. And I would feel the same way if my kid came home and said, I got baptized at school today. In fact, I would feel much, I would be even angrier. And I feel like you would be angry as well. If you're a Christian, I, I feel like you would be angry if your kid came home and said, hey, dad, I got baptized at, at school today. School is not where you get baptized. 
844-580-WDBO. Let's go to John, who is uh, on I. You're on I four right now, John. Yes, sir. I call it the I four park, parking lot. Yes, I I totally get that. What's on your mind tonight? What do you think about this coach? Well, you know, I am a minister by faith. Right now, I am a uh, I am a hospice chaplain working in the Daytona area. But I have to tell you, there's one equation I would ask: What is what is the what does the family know about it? What do the parents know about it? You know, what's happening today in America is we're just taking the parents out of the equation. Yeah. Uh, our teachers, our coaches, you know, I, I was raised around coaches. I know what you mean when they, when we don't want to have our coaches, it's our teachers because it's usually, it usually means we're not going to learn a whole lot. Right. But, uh, I would ask, uh, I would ask how much the, if the uh, if the parents were involved, if they knew about it, and 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 <laughs> in all of the reading I have done on this, I have not seen a single mention of families and parents, and so I I, I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. Well, you know what? The answer is the media don't. Not that you guys don't care, but the media don't care about the parents. That's that should have been the first question. Yeah. I am a minister and have uh, many. And I would say, unless I have long conversation with the, the children's parents, unless it's a very dysfunctional family, uh, I don't baptize. I, I let the family, the family must be involved. I totally agree. Uh, absolutely. And, and again, in the video that I saw, I mean, there weren't bleachers full of, of family members. It was just a bunch of kids, you know, teenage boys still in their football gear, gear still wearing their pads. Uh, being dunked in a, in a tank by by a pastor with the coach there, you know, cheering them on. And I, while I am 100% in favor of baptism, uh, it's more than just dunking yourself in water. There, That is symbolism that, that, has, that has a genuine meaning. It's supposed to be something that is taken very seriously and not something well, that you do on a whim after after football practice one day. That's right. It's an open profession of your love for Jesus Christ. Yes. We, uh, we forget that, uh, our, our baptism is in the blood and sacrifice of Christ. Our baptism in water is just an open profession that we have decided to follow Christ. So you're absolutely correct. John, I'm glad you called. Thank you, sir. Drive safely or park safely there on I-4. And uh, we'll get more calls and comments. Andy and Tommy are going to be coming up next. You can also hit me up in the open mic in the WDBU app. You're listening to The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. Right, a Georgia high school football coach is out of his job after he posted a video online of him baptizing with a pastor present. A pastor did the baptizing. The coach was present, really, is a better way to phrase that. But they baptized 20 of his football players posted the video online and then the superintendent fired him as the head coach. Now, for the school's part, the superintendent says that his firing had nothing to do with a baptism. I find that to be a dubious claim. Uh, also, he's been fired as the head coach, but he's still employed as a teacher in the school district, probably because there are so 
few teachers these days. There's there's so many openings nationwide uh, for school teachers. They probably couldn't afford to lose them as a teacher. 844-580-WDBO. Andy is in Winter Park. Andy, it says you're a baseball coach. Uh, do you, you coach yes, at, a, sir. At, a, at a school? Is that right? Yeah, I'm a head coach at a local high school. Do, and uh, Do you teach classes as well? Because if you do, I hope you didn't hear the stuff we were saying about teachers and coaches. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm one of the few guys in town that's actually an adjunct coach, which means that I work for a living and I show up every day at 3.30 to coach these young men. Got it. Okay. So, you know, I'm kind of conflicted on this because I'm a faith-based guy, and I believe that a coach, a minister – are the two most impactful people on these young men other than their parents. And in some, and in some cases, it actually might be more influential, depending on their home correct. lives. You might have a greater influence than their parents. Correct. And, and my job, I feel, as a coach is to develop these men for others. And that's becoming, once they leave school, I mean, they need to be leaders in their community. You know, they need to be good husbands, you know, good fathers down the road. And, and that's what makes me happy as a coach that have done that over many years. Yeah, I bet that's gratifying. It's gratifying, but I I do believe this coach overstepped the boundaries. I pray with my guys uh, before every game. And, you know, there's been coaches fired for that. Yes, there have. You know, out on the West Coast, and a guy just won a Supreme Court case and got reinstated. Yes, he did. Uh, But I do, my only thing is, is I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt and see if he had the parents permission um if he didn't i agree with you joe that he should be terminated and should never be able to coach again yep all right andy i'm so glad you called man thank you so much you shared a great perspective great perspective with us and uh and go whatever your team is i don't want to call them out but go go andy's team all right all right we'll continue 844-580-wdbo This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. Join the conversation now by using the open mic in the WDBO app. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO. Uh, Georgia high school football coach removed from that position after 20 of the the young men on his team, the teenagers on his team, his football team, were baptized after practice uh, back in October, on October 24th. Uh, the boys were dunked in a large trough by Pastor Gary Few in a religious event that was organized by the coach, Isaac Farrell. The school district, for their part, says that his removal as head coach has nothing to do with the baptism, uh, a claim that I find to be dubious at best. Uh, and the coach does remain on as a teacher in the district, but that's probably because there's such a national shortage of people willing to put up with crap uh, as a teacher these days. Because <laughs> seriously, they don't get paid enough and uh, the National Education Association and the uh, Department of Education are way too involved in teaching these days to make it an enjoyable job, one would think. Let's go to Tommy in Winter Springs. Tommy, I'm so glad you were hanging on for us. How are you doing tonight? I am doing wonderful, Joe. And first, let me start with wishing you and your family and all your listeners a very happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, buddy. Right back at you. All righty. So here's my here's my premise. Um, I feel he was wrong also. I've coached baseball and football for a number of years. 
I, I do agree. I do feel he's wrong. But here's where I'm going with this. You know, in, in a history uh, lately where they're teaching our children about critical race theory, and you read some of the books which they have in kindergarten libraries and school libraries with which they truly are trying to sexualize our children at a very young age, I'm almost at the point at six to one, half a dozen the other. Mm. Are they trying to indoctrinate our children to be good little Satanists? Or are you trying to indoctrinate our children to be good little Christians? Yeah. I prefer the Christianity joke. Yeah. That's all I, I have to say. Sure. If, yeah, if we have to indoctrinate one way or the other, I would much rather indoctrinate them into a life with Jesus Christ uh, than into an unhealthy lifestyle uh, that that is going to lead to a potential path of destruction for them. That's so, exactly my feeling also, brother. And thank yeah. you again. Thank you for taking my call, Joe. Thank you, Tommy. I'm glad you're listening. Be sure and uh, tell a friend about the Joe Kelly Show. We certainly appreciate that. Let's go to Mineola. Cam is joining us. Hey, Cam, how are you? Hey, Joe. I'm great. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so you were talking about them getting baptized on a whim, and you didn't know whether there was parental permission, uh, and a, a lot of things kind of tied together here. But I'm fairly confident that if they were baptized without parental permission, that would be all over the reports. And if they were baptized with parental permission, that means that it was also prearranged, and they actually had a chance to think about and choose whether they accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Well, there obviously was some pre-planning that went into this because there was a pastor there. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's hard to know if the pastor was just one of the kids' dads, uh, or if the pastor, uh, you know, had been, had been pastoring to those kids in the days leading up to the, the baptismal. Uh, it, there, there, there are more questions than answers, I'm afraid, in this report. But you don't think in, in today's media that if there were, I mean, even if there were one parent that said, I did not let my child do that. Wouldn't wouldn't they be all over that? Could be. You might be right about that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much. I appreciate you listening, Cam. Eight four four five eight zero WDBO, or you can use the open mic in the WDBO app. Here's an open mic that I, that I think kind of feels the same way as as Tommy did uh, in that they're teaching our kids a lot of crazy stuff at school these days. Hey, Joe, so many thoughts about this high school football baptism. One, it sounds like it was elective because it didn't sound like everybody participated. Was it premeditated or was it a spur-of-the-moment impulsive thing? That's one question I have. Another is um, (laughs) they they were 15 to 17-year-olds and they should have an opinion whether they want to be or not want to be more so than elementary age children have the ability to be counseled at school on sexual orientation. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And and certainly so. And it, and again, it reminds me of Tommy's call in that if if we're gonna have to have our kids subjected to an ideology, yes, I would much rather that be an ideology of salvation than an ideology of of um, you know an unhealthy lifestyle of. Uh, more questions about one's sexual identity. But to me, in a perfect world, it it shouldn't be either ideology. I don't want my kids learning about Jesus Christ from a government agent. 
And I know that sounds extreme to phrase it that way, but at the end of the day, teachers are government agents. They are representatives of the government. Local government, albeit educational, yes, but they're government agents. And I don't want my kids, I don't want my kids learning about sex from government agents either. And I, I don't, I don't trust them and I don't want them to learn about religion from government agents. So a high school student has the ability to go and apply for a job and make all these choices, like driving a vehicle, but yet they can't make a choice to get baptized? Hmm. And that's so wrong that he offered that opportunity for them to be baptized. God forbid, right? That we actually introduce them to faith. Yeah, I know I'm sensing your sarcasm there. Uh, I, I I don't typically sense sarcasm, but I, I think it was Greg was pretty clear there. Yeah, right? Good job on that one. You got it. Yeah. So I, I going and applying for a job, you know, we'll all go through dozens of jobs in our lifetime, but one should only go through baptism once. I mean, it, I'm sorry, but getting baptized is a bigger deal than going out and getting a job. It's just a much bigger deal than that so i i I don't put that on this on the on the same level by the way subject change (laughs) a woman in france found a well she didn't find it there was a painting that's been hanging on her wall evidently forever these stories drive me nuts an elderly woman in the town of compagnie decided to have it appraised and come to find out the the piece is entitled Christ Mocked, speaking about baptisms. Christ Mocked, it's a 10-inch by 8-inch painting by Florentine artist Semabuke. I don't know who that is. It'll probably be a Jeopardy question later tonight. Um, it's sold at auction for $26.8 million dollars. <laughs> this old lady <laughs> had this hanging on her wall of her kitchen. How the hell does this happen? How does she not know that she's got a $26 million artwork hanging on her wall? What is what is she like? I just I've just had it in the family. I mean, where did it come from? I'm still I just find like empty candy wrappers in my house. I don't find great works of art. Well, and we live in the United States, so things aren't as old. This painting dates back to 1280. 12 1280 1280. This 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 artwork made its way from 1280 To 20, actually it was uh, rediscovered in 2019. So it made its way from 1280 to 2019 and ended up on some old lady's kitchen wall. Like right next to the roosters and the the chicken calendar that they have. And, And the oversized knife, fork, and spoon hanging on the wall. So the French government... When they found out about it, they didn't want to let it get auctioned off. Now, because they have declared it a national treasure. So fortunately, 
they did let the old lady auction it off. She made $26.8 million from it. But then the French government bought the painting from the auction winner. Uh, they didn't say what they bought it for, if they paid full pri- full price or if they got a discount. Uh, and it is destined for the Louvre. It is going to be part of an exhibit at the Louvre starting in 2025. There are fancier chickens and fancier chicken calendars in the Louvre. Golly, that is just mind-boggling. But here in the United States, you know, we're such a young country compared to France and, and England and, and everywhere else on, in Europe. So we're so unlikely to find priceless artwork from the 1200s in our attics or hanging on our kitchen walls. That is just amazing to me. I love stories like that, and I hate stories like that. I, I would love to just go into, into you know, the Goodwill store and find an artwork that happens to be valued at $20 million. I'm Joe Kelly. You can join us at 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic on the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on The Joe Kelly Show. Well, we went long in the last segment. Pretty much out of time here for this segment. Have an awesome weekend. By the way, Pink is going to be at the Amway Center Saturday and Sunday night this weekend. So watch for crowds around there. There's a football game at the uh, at Camping World Stadium on Saturday. Have a great weekend. Safe weekend. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar. All right, that's it. Have a good night.